I'm Haley. And I'm Riley. And this is Movies Better, Yeah Right. A podcast where we see how our favorite YA reads and their adaptations stack up against each other. I'm a full-time writer, reader, and proud owner of four library cards. And I'm a never writer, sometimes reader, and avid movie watcher. We've been friends for six years and bond best over books and movies based off them. But instead of watching together and annoying everyone around us with our nonstop commentary, we've brought our hot takes here for you. So whether you read along, watch along, both or neither, join us as we work our way through the YA genre. Hey everyone, it's Movies Better Yeah Right, and we're here today talking about Angus thongs and full frontal snogging. So, Riley... What is your history with the book? I read this book when I was way too young. My older cousins loved them, so my mom felt comfortable handing them to me when I was maybe 11 or 12. That's so funny. My mom showed me the movie, and then I found the books after. So our moms were really corrupting the youth. My mom just bought these for my nephew, so she's continuing to corrupt. Oh my gosh, an icon. For her nephew. (laughs) Don't don't have a nephew. Don't get it twisted. (laughs) But I read all of them when I was younger, all seven, I think. That's what I'm trying to figure out. So I'm the proud owner of four. And I'm wondering if that means I stopped at four or if I just like started renting them from the library. I'm not sure because I really have no recollection past the like first two. The first two are almost identical, which we can talk about. But my hot take is very simple this week. Um, Basically... Justice for Lindsay is my hot take. Wow. Lindsay (laughs) is uh, the real victim in the book and the movie. Justice for Slaggy Lindsay. I'll never call her that again. I was Googling um, while I was reading to see how offensive it was to call people slaggy. And it's not the worst. There's worse things. It's not good. But I was like, um... And are we really going to offend people if we continue to say Slaggy Lindsay? And I they don't also, think so. They call her. So when you look at like the movie cast and who plays each character, she is listed as Wet Lindsay. That is like her full name. That's and the back think. of my book gives a definition of wet, which means a drippy, useless, nerdy idiot. So that was kind of confusing. Because I feel like Georgia might be biased based on book Lindsay and movie Lindsay. They're very different people. Nothing in common with them, except yeah. that they deserve justice, which is why that's my take for both. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mine is that Georgia needs therapy. Oh, yeah. She just like needs a little help. There's a lot going on with her. And like, I don't know. She has a lot of unpleasant thoughts through the whole book. It was like darker than I remembered it being. I feel this. I feel like she needs to tell this to a therapist instead of writing it in her journal. Exactly. Yeah. It was very dark. I, we can get into it later, but I took tallies of like how many times she said something like fat phobic, homophobic, just, it was a, it was a dark, it was a dark book. It was, I was like, not thrilled with some of the stuff it hasn't aged the lovely loveliest I feel like she really needs to do a little research too on how to be a better ally because she is failing miserably on all counts FYI everyone listening we will spoil the movie and the book um not just Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging but the second book (laughs) which the movie is also based on called on the bright side i'm now the girlfriend of a sex god which is kind of a spoiler but yes just spoilers all around i didn't think about that title being a spoiler for the first book entirely (laughs) it really is it's assumed so this book is about georgia she's 14 she lives with her mom her dad a three-year-old sister named libby and a cat maybe a cat i have concerns named angus she spends as much time as she can not with those people she likes to hang out with or be on the phone with her friends, who she calls the Ace Gang. And her best friend in that group is Jazz, and the two are kind of butting heads because Jazz is dating a boy named Tom, and Georgia desperately wants to have a boyfriend, specifically Tom's brother, who is the sex god, Robbie. Um, oh, yeah, she, I think that they're both sex gods. Don't leave Tom out. We can call him that. <laughs> In the, in the book, he's supposed to be like a younger brother and kind of seems nerdier than in the movie. 
I could be movie biased. Maybe movie biased. Um, so Georgia falls head over heels for really no reason. I can get into that later because the boy speaks like 10 times in the whole book. But yeah. she falls in love with him. He's older than her. He's like almost 18. He has a girlfriend named Lindsay. Justice for Lindsay. Um, Sla- Georgia- Slaggy Lindsay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wish I knew her last name so I could give her a proper name. Wet um, Lindsay. No. <laughs> She's the equivalent of Curly's wife. Uh, Georgia continues to pine after this girl's boyfriend. She stalks both of them on multiple occasions. And at the end of the book, Robbie kisses her, dumps Lindsay, says he shouldn't date her because it's like cradle snatching. But he changes his mind because Georgia is like eccentric and unique and so funny. So then he's like, I'll be your boyfriend. And then Georgia finds out she has to move to New Zealand for a month just when her life is getting good and she's the girlfriend of a sex god. Craziness. Um, I forgot yeah. he used the word cradle snatching. I didn't like that. He himself does. It, I would like to mention my summary of book two is very short because it's almost the exact same as book one, where she hooks up with Robbie one time and then he sees her laughing at a park with her friends and he's like, you're actually a child. I'm too old for you. You should date Dave the Laugh, my friend. So she goes out with Dave to like... I don't know, make Robbie jealous. She strings Dave along and it works. And the end of the book is the same as the end of book one. He's like, you're too young for me, but I can't resist. I'm going to date you. And then it ends. So it's like amazing. Deja vu. Also, I have- like, book two is almost longer than book one. It's like they're it not was. huge, but like it's a lot of book to get through with not a lot of payoff. Getting through book two was a struggle. It was so the whole like first I didn't part do of the it. book. I didn't read book two. I took I one for Riley the team. Had, I Riley had it covered. I made a sacrifice for the team. It he's Robbie's at camp or like on a trip for like the first I want to say like quarter or half of the book. So she's just like at home and obsessing over when he'll get back. It was so hard to read. But I have to round out my summary, two quotes from the book that I feel like are really all you need to know about this book. First line is Georgia saying, I can already feel myself getting fed up with boys and I haven't had anything to do with them yet. And then the second line (laughs) is, even though I hate Robbie and he's a pompous prat boy, I think I may love him. And that is the book. Yeah, I agree. Almost entirely. But you're missing like some of the cute like cat moments and all that stuff. I don't think that thing's a cat. I'm obsessed. That was I had some options for hot takes, and one of them was that I want Angus to be my cat. You have the cover where Angus is wearing a tiara? Yes, it's amazing. So Angus is lounging on a couch. He's got a frilly purple collar and a tiara, and he's just chilling. I want a book just about his confessions. I don't think that's what he looks like, I will say. He's described as being way more terrifying than this cute little princess cat. Yeah, he looks a lot different in the movie, too. Oh, I have a fact about that for later. No way. A cat Mm -hmm. fact? A cat fact. Wow, I'm excited. Get excited. I do like the way Georgia speaks about things, though. Like, I like Like Fabity Fab Fab. Oh, yeah. I was going to tell you before we started recording that I was about to have a nervy bee, so it's started to filter into my vocab. I love that. I feel like Georgia's really funny. I agree with Robbie on that. The author is a comedian who, it seems like, stole these stories from her own life, but... Probably. I She wonder. lists, actually, I have this written somewhere. Um, she lists, like, her friends in the acknowledgments, and a lot of them have the same name as the girls in the book. There's, like, a, I think, a Jules and a Jazz or something. And then in my copy, she's, like, interviewed in the back, and she says that she forgot to change the names of all the friends in here so they're like she was supposed to before publication like go in and change them so it wasn't just like her life on the page but she forgot oh, yeah. so so they all just knew who was who mhm that's funny cuz i feel like i know authors like and i guess you can speak to it more like they take ideas but usually you can't so easily figure out like who is exactly who she definitely is georgia cuz she dated a sex god and her hair fell out when she bleached it and she wore an olive costume so a lot of this is just straight up her 
You're Louise kidding me. Renaissance. She mm-hmm. did all those things? Mm-hmm. I'm confused on how. She, oh, there is a Q&A with Louise herself. I just didn't read it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Aren't you the book facts girl? I didn't care. <laughs> to I my defense, say- it's like behind a whole glossary. Like, I was yes. just like, the book's over. It, it took me. So this book is written as like a diary book. So it's all of like Georgia's diary entries, which historically I do not like. I feel like you miss a lot of plot. It's super one-sided. Georgia's like pretty good at it. She'll like list out whole conversations, which is fun, but it's usually not my vibe. So then after like 200 pages of Georgia's inner thoughts, I had had enough. You were good to go. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I, agree. I was ready. Which our whole titles movies better. Yeah, right. But I'm not I don't this. Know. I don't think this. Yeah, one, I know rough. we usually talk about it later, but I feel like just based <laughs> on like what we have to say about the book is like, yeah. mm, not That's much. my favorite. Should um, we get into fun facts? Yes, please. Oh, I do have. Sorry, one last thing while I'm summing up the book, I want to define full frontal snogging because it's in my glossary. Yeah. Just so we all know, full frontal snogging. Aha. Okay. It's kissing with all the trimmings, lip to lip, open mouth, tongues, everything, apart from dribble, which is never acceptable. There you have it. Dribble. You. I will say I went through the glossary and I highlighted some of my favorites if you want to hear them. Yeah. So there's a dealy bopper, and that is. Like an antenna thing with tiny balls on the end that you wear on your head. Popular with five-year-olds. So I feel like we don't have a name for that. No, I don't know. One of those like buggy headbands. (laughs) So they're called dealy boppers, which I think we should really take that and utilize Yeah, we should just adopt it. Definitely. And then we we have Georgia describing first formers, which are kids that are about 11 who have just started the big school and they have shiny, innocent faces that are tempting to slap. That sums up Georgia so fucking well. Yeah. (laughs) She wants to slap everything verbally, physically. She's kind of like Angus. She is kind of like Angus. I think that's why they relate to each other so well. She does get in a fight with Jazz later on in the book. Um, and she kicks her in the shins, which I thought was really amazing and maybe something we should bring back as like socially acceptable. Just kick people like in the shins. Brought back. Yeah. A BFF. You want me to kick you in the shins? I think if we were in a fight and you kicked me in the shins, <laughs> it would stop the fight. <laughs> I think it does. She does in the movie too. Yeah, she does. Both she gets judges. defense. Uh, she gets detention after, but I would say it's worth it. And I think Jazz is a really bad friend. You do? Yeah. I think that Georgia spends the whole book being like, Jazz, let's stop talking about you. You talk about you too much. Let's talk about me. And Jazz never gets to talk about herself ever. I wonder if Georgia's a Leo. (laughs) I relate to her a lot. I thought Jazz was constantly like, she just like never had Georgia's back. She's weird about phone calls. Jazz is always giving up secrets over the phone and yelling in the stairs. but. And it's like, that's not what was asked of you, Jazz. Like, can you focus for two seconds? I think I've got more Georgia critiques, though. I Maybe it's just because we lived in her head. I have a lot to complain about. I think I related more to her on things than I expected. But I don't know. Should we fun fact it? Yeah. Since you interrupted me. <laughs> I was done a long time ago. <laughs> I just had one definition for you. Okay. So our <laughs> author, as Riley mentioned, was a comedian. Um, so she, um, let's see, she used to have a newspaper column and she wrote about whatever personally interested her, which then the Piccadilly Press invited her to write a teenage diary book. And they said her writing was so self-obsessed and childish that she'd be perfect. <laughs> And the, I love that so quote. much. Yeah. So that uh, really like adds up. And especially now knowing that like she just was Georgia to begin with. Like that's mm-hmm. pretty incredible. So it really all levels of self-obsessed. So maybe she, she's a Leo too. She moved to New Zealand actually too. You're so kidding she's me. Very Georgia. She but she didn't come like it actually happened. Georgia doesn't actually go, but the author yeah. went there when she was I think 15 with her parents and then 
I, I read that she got pregnant while living out there, gave the baby up for adoption, and then eventually moved back to England. I don't know at what age. Where's that story? I don't know. Interesting. I would like it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, another thing, she had a cat named Angus. She dedicated the book to him. He is one Cute. of the people in her dedication. So <laughs> just, I, I feel think like it says- could just be the confessions of Louise Renison. Yes. I want to add, it says a lot about you that you just referred to this cat as one of the people. <laughs> it, it is. It's a whole being. <laughs> I said in my, one of my hot takes was, I want this cat to be one of my cats. This cat would destroy your sweet cats. I don't know. They're pretty, Maybe not Billy Goat. Billy, yeah. Billy Goat could hold her own. But mm-hmm. um, it's been translated into 34 languages, which I can't even imagine what this book looks like in another language. <clears throat> How do you translate English slang? Yeah, good question. Like, what are the titles? I don't know. It must be bizarre. And then we also have that it's number 35 on the American Library Association's list of frequently challenged or banned books. And it's in 2022. It was banned in Utah due to a new law. And the law um, considered the book to contain pornographic material. Wait, where? I don't know, but it said the material on the whole does not have serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. So it was banned in Utah. Wow. Yeah. Extreme. I think maybe the surprised. sex god thing. Maybe. There is no sex in this book, which is confusing if you just no. read the title. but Yeah. There's really, it never gets steamy. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, like, high school stupidity around sex. They go, Georgia goes and gets kissing lessons. Maybe that was pornographic. Was it was more spitty. so in the movie. Ugh. Oh, yeah. That was, um. I was going to tell you later, but in the movie, that was, the spit was, like, applied to them from a jar. Oh, God. I, it wasn't actually spit, but they just had to, like, sit there while they put all this shit on their mouths. No, and it was no. it was that boy's first day on set for him. No, that was, <laughs> yeah. that's so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh. Okay. And then my last fun fact is that um, the author she says that her books get young girls talking. So she said um, they talk about what they like and they don't like, and they talk about what they want to do and what they don't want to do, and it's not left up to other people, particularly men, to decide. So it is kind of a feminist manifesto. <laughs> Do you disagree? <laughs> um, I think it's very uh, anti other women that aren't Georgia. But <laughs> <laughs> huh. I can't think of one thing that you mean. <laughs> she, I think it's not inaccurate for a 14-year-old to think like she does like I definitely remember being 14 and when you're insecure she basically takes all of her insecurities and projects them onto every living thing that she comes across and like has to write in her journal about what she hates about how they look or how they talk or what they're wearing or anything her dad says at the end of the book um or maybe her mom Georgia don't think that rudeness is being funny because it isn't (laughs) I was like, wow, <laughs> say it louder. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, her parents are really good. But I was not a child journal- journaler. I was. Yeah. Do your journals look like this? I did not have the patience to write full-ass conversations. Oh, my God, um, we're missing so much plot. Yeah, there's really a lot less of that in there. I think her hand must hurt. That's all I got to say. It must. She writes like there's some days, so it's like a timestamp and a date, and she's like writing every 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> she really is. She'll like pause while in the middle of something, give an update later. Um, I just flipped to a random page and thought this would be great to ask um, as a clarifying question to you. I'm reading the scoring system for kissing from 1 to 10. Oh, I, I wanted to go through it. Yeah. <laughs> Where can I find it? What page is it? It's on page 198. Okay. If I think we have the same copy. I have a little tab on it, but my tabs don't really mean anything when there's 30 of them. <laughs> I'm concerned about number four, which is a kiss that lasts over three minutes without breathing. I highlighted it. 
the hell? How do you do that? What does that mean? I've never hit four on the scoring system. I don't. Are you yeah. ever not breathing during a kiss? For three minutes. I don't think Have I you can seen... hold my breath that long. It reminds me of, I think it was a Sweet Life of Zack and Cody episode where he, one of the twins, is kissing Selena Gomez for, like, in a play. And it was, like, the longest kiss scene, but they weren't moving. It was like you had paused the screen. And oh, it yeah, reminded me of this. they just hold their lips together. I think they're probably not breathing, and that's what we're talking about for three minutes. That can't be. You'd pass out, though, <laughs> unless they're, like, divers. <laughs> I think maybe Georgia just doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. She's just Should we give our other, yeah. our other lists? So we have number one is holding hands. Pretty tame. Two is arm around. Three is goodnight kiss. So four is the concerning one, which really like hypes it up. It's the kiss lasting over three minutes without breathing. And then five is open mouth kissing. Six is tongues. Seven is upper. Oh, I also had a note on this. Seven <laughs> is upper body fondling outdoors, and eight is upper body fondling indoors in bed. <laughs> is outdoors not the craziest fucking thing you've ever heard? Yeah, that should be number ten, right? 11. That like, should go at the end. Of like, the list. what is it? Ex- exhibitionalism? <clears throat> Maybe it is pornographic. But yeah, I was like, where outdoors are you being upper body fondled? Well, and she did have, she went on a eye, maybe like your hands on his chest. She went on a date with that guy in her neighborhood who just he stuck did. his hand on her boob. Yeah. So maybe that's what she's talking about is some weird yeah, boys that, that. This is where I mean she needs therapy. Like that was like not an okay thing that happened to her. Neither was what happened with Peter, the boy Peter. she got kissing yeah. lessons from like forcibly kissed her and she fell to the ground and it's very like all this stuff is sort of brushed over her cousin tries to kiss her and that's sort of oh, like yeah. ew there were so many moments of just like i wanted a little a little pausing and being like wait let's talk are about why okay? this is really bad yeah. yeah which i wonder now if all of those things happened to our poor louise they were it was quite i mean to read something that's given to you as something funny like she talks about it in a comedic way but then it's just like wait a second what did you just write yeah That's not I good. feel like I don't remember those things at all from when I was lo- young and I don't think they made like that much of an impact like I feel like I read it and brushed it off but yeah. looking back it was like oh that was like not a nice idea to think that was like okay and funny yeah but like that that would be normal back to our very important list yeah. Are we at, we're at nine. We're at nine, and that's below waist activity. And then ten is the full Monty activity. Activity. <laughs> so I don't know. Nothing ever goes past like a six. I guess besides that one outdoor boob grab. Six and below, I'd say. Yeah. Um. Same with the movie. They're both pretty tame. That's true. Should we get to know Georgia a little bit more before we move on to and? Take note of her six things wrong with her life. Oh, yeah. The very first page of the book before Mm -hmm. even any author stuff. Yeah. Okay. So number one, she has one of those under the skin spots that never come to a head but lurk in a red way for the next two years. Fair. It happens. Really unfortunate. That is wrong with her life. Mm -hmm. Two is it's on her nose. Three is she has a three-year-old sister who may have peed somewhere in her room, which, like, Libby sounds like chaos. <laughs> Libby she is is so just crazy. needs to control her bodily functions. The girl is peeing and pooping everywhere all the right? time. It's so insane that it's, like, so nonchalant. Like, do three-year-olds act like that? I don't think – the thing about Libby is she seems to be intentionally putting her dirty diapers – or do they wear diapers at three? I don't know. Putting her – pee-filled underwear in George's bed at the bottom. Like, that seems intentional. Like, she's just kind of, like... Maybe she learned from Angus. Or from Georgia. I could see Georgia doing that at three. Maybe. At four, she also... She has 14 more days of summer holidays and then goes back to her sadistic teachers. Five is that she's very ugly and she needs to go into an ugly home, which is very funny to me. And six is that... (laughs) She went to a party dressed as a stuffed olive. Iconic. Did it you? It is iconic. The 
you know how I told you that Louise did this, went to a party as a stuffed olive? I do. Um, she had, which I think is in the book too, but not the movie. She had painted her face red. Like she was like a stuffed olive, like fully body no. paint. Mm-hmm. Oh it's my really God. a missed opportunity in the movie, but we can get I'm to that. I'm glad they missed it. It was already so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that her dad you know, comes to her rescue and is very nice, but she is just horrid to her dad all the time. She could not care less if he just stays in New Zealand for the rest of her life. I know, and he seems really nice. Yeah. She's just over him. Mm-hmm. I think he does, like, kind of call her on her BS a little, so maybe that's why. <laughs> I could see her not liking that. Yeah. My one other note with the book is that I could not for the life of me, like, figure out what she looked like because the way she describes herself is, like, so heinous and all over the place. I feel like I can only picture she talks about her nose nonstop other than her nose. I feel like I picture her in, like, a funhouse mirror because of her, like, (laughs) body dysmorphia. I'm like, what do you actually look like? Because usually book characters are not, like, self-described. No. Well, in the cover, we don't really get picture of georgia the you should google later the original book cover in the uk has like a girl with like her hair in a ponytail and like a hoodie and jeans looking very casual on a sidewalk smiling at the camera and looks totally cute interesting um robbie is described in great detail can i read you when he first comes on the scene yes please it says he was very tall and had long black hair and really intense dark blue eyes and a big mouth and was dressed all in black and that's all i remember officer yep that's fitting Yep, they cast him well. They did cast him very appropriately. Okay, so the movie, I would say, is, like, pretty similar to the book. It just, like, takes her, like, journaling, and then you see, I would say, a more unbiased, like, view of the whole thing. But it's still very Mm Georgia-centric. But it opens up with her on her way to, like, that costume party dressed as the giant stuffed olive. And it's, like, a big papier-mâché round olive suit so big that she can't fit in the dad's car so she's like walking next to him and all her friends were supposed to dress up as like other cocktail snacks like cheese and sausage and everything and she gets there and they're all like cute and sexy instead (laughs) and she just didn't get the memo I don't know why they didn't tell her but she runs home and it's like a whole scene of her running for such a long time back to her house dressed as the olive and it's below her knees so she has like tiny little strides and it's so sad and funny i want to ask if you have had a a traumatic halloween moment when you realized that you were no longer supposed to wear weird costumes because i was georgia once in a (gasps) head-to-toe banana outfit no and showed up so excited showed up to the sixth grade and was like my costume is so cool and then I got to class and I looked around and I was like I am the only one that got the memo that I wasn't supposed to be in like a dress and then I got to how old were you (laughs) sixth grade so like oh yeah probably like 10 I got to lunch and this younger the younger classes were like walking by and this kid yelled Mr. Banana Mr. Banana and it gave me a complex so <laughs> <laughs> and that now was my Georgia only moment. dressed slutty sits <laughs> oh my god I don't think I don't remember that happening to me but I also feel like I was like super oblivious about it if I was missing the memo I don't know that I would have noticed right away and I also, I really hated dressing up for school. So if I could avoid it and like wear a Halloween t-shirt and deli boppers instead, I was all <laughs> Deli boppers. Good job. The first of many, I'm sure. Yes. It's my new word. So anyway, Georgia has this moment. And this is like strike one with the friend group. Bad friend. Bad best friend. I'm going to get Riley on my side by the end of it. <laughs> But anyway, she's 14 in the movie still. She's super excited about her birthday party. That's like a big thing in the movie is that she wants to have this big club birthday party. And her parents are like not sold on the whole idea, which I guess like birthday parties at clubs is a UK thing. Maybe. I don't know. They were talking like it was like no brainer that she'd be having this, but. Mm -hmm. anyway she has her best friend jazz still and they're part of the ace gang 
but I think the Ace Gang has been like trimmed down a little. I think some oh, yeah. characters have been like combined. So there's like Ellen, yeah. Rosie, Jazz, and Georgia. And then the mom, dad, Libby, and Angus are like kind of the main family unit. Mm-hmm. Which then they're at school and they arrive and they find the two new boys, aka the sex gods, which I still think in the book is it only Robbie? Yeah. I felt like. <laughs> okay. In the movie, they're <laughs> twins. They're yeah. twins and they move from London and they're both gorgeous. Robbie definitely is like more my cup of tea. I've been watching a lot of Love Island. Very English of you. <laughs> Thank you. He's 100% my type on paper. <laughs> do you, you don't watch Love Island yet. We need to no. get her. Everyone do not. tell Riley to watch Love Island. Too many but, episodes. So I think describing them as sex gods is very fair and... <laughs> Also, it makes no sense that these two unbelievably good-looking men, men, emphasis on men, would date these children. (laughs) They are so young in the movie. Yeah. Tom looks a good 15 years older than Jazz, I think. (laughs) She's so small and adorable, and he is like this huge hulking, like Channing Tatum type man. It looks like Channing and she's the man. Yeah. The girls like set their sights on these two fellas and they start trying to learn more about them. They learn Robbie's dating Slaggy Lindsay. Ugh. How annoying. He's also in a band called the Stiff Dillons, which I think is a great band name. And he likes cats. That's something. And then they do recon on Lindsay. They find out she wears a thong and she uses chicken cutlets. By recon, recon, you mean they are outside of her house staring in her window like total freaks. <laughs> Doing <laughs> and later, a, little, a little recon. Nothing major. Nothing crazy. They, decide, they think that gives them the right to later, spoiler, take those chicken cutlets out of her shirt, which is a crazy thing okay, to do. She was, doing, she was really mean at the end. You're really jumping ahead. <laughs> <Okay>. Sorry. <laughs> happens in the Georgia- last five minutes of the movie. Okay, I'll hold my anger. She's not really mean. (laughs) I made a note that they make Lindsay look really cool and hot, but maybe Georgia's journal is, like, just biased. Yeah, in the book, she's, like, supposed to be nerdy and smart. and Yeah. Which makes it seem like they'd be more compatible. Like, Mm -hmm. I guess they're, like, Lindsay and Robbie are compatible. I just was, like, all for Georgia hating her. I was, like, same girl. I get it. She was mean. She was mean because Georgia was actively trying to take her boyfriend. <laughs> like Weird. <laughs> she reacted, I would say, pretty appropriately for the situation. <laughs> All right. Whatever. To each their own. Because Lindsay is slaggy, Georgia oh needs to God. up her game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a feminist manifesto, remember? Uh. Uh, Georgia needs to up her game so she goes and she gets kissing (laughs) lessons from Peter and Peter's a boy from school so she goes and does the kissing lessons thing and this is where it's like one of the grossest most awkward things to ever watch in a movie it was just so quiet and there was so many kissing noises and the spit that I now know was not spit is like almost worse and the clock is just going and going and going. For so yeah. long. Were they not breathing? Maybe. Maybe that's what she meant. Also, that Peter boy had a gigantic poster of Hugh Grant. Oh, I didn't notice that. I don't know how you could miss it. Huge. And I was trying to figure out why he would have that. But I guess to each their own. But Ellen goes and gets kissing lessons after, too. And they just ditch her. You feel like they were really mean uh, to Ellen the whole also, movie. Also, Justice for Ellen too is my other hot take. They are mean to her the whole movie. So mean. It's awful. They're just like, you're... They act like she's immature as if they're not also immature. <laughs> I know. Because Ellen was like, well, what about me? Like, I don't get a sex god. And they were like, you're not ready yet. Yeah. I was like, well, damn. And then she goes to like, everyone waits for Georgia and then Ellen goes in with this weird Peter boy. And they're just like, okay, see you later. I don't mm-hmm. even think they say bye to her. They just leave. Yeah, they just leave. Anyway, the dad goes to New Zealand. That's all the same. 
The girls concoct a big plan to get alone time with Robbie. So they make it seem like Angus goes missing. But he's actually supposed to be with Jazz. But then Jazz really does lose him. And Tom helps catch Angus. But while that's happening, Georgia finds Robbie at work and tells him all about the cat. And he feels bad and then goes to help her look. And they're very cute the whole time. And then they do air guitar. It is cute. She seems very unconcerned about her cat. (laughs) She's like, no urgency. That's true. Do you remember what she's wearing for this, like, planned rendezvous? Doesn't she have a hoodie on? She is wearing a low-rise denim skirt, a huge (laughs) belt, like, at least three inches wide, not in any of the loops. And then she puts an oversized zip-up hoodie on top of it. Like, it's open and baggy and ugly. And then... Pink tights with striped oh, knee yes. socks. Iconic. Love and it. It's, but like she picked an outfit. She knew she was going <laughs> to see Robbie. And that's what she put on her body. That sounds fabity fab fab. I don't know what you're talking about. You're right. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I honestly, I'm, she's ahead of my time. Yeah. But. We need some striped knee socks. Robbie and her do have cute banter. They're very cute together. They're just like hanging out. But then they all meet back together and Robbie gets Angus and then he's like cuddling her and then Tom asks Jazz out and they're like officially a little thing. Um, They say see you later to the girls, which is like such a thing. They don't know what see you later means, which fair. When is later, yeah. I think I still don't know what that means. I think for me when I say it, it means I won't see you. I think that's what it means in this book mostly. That's true, but then they just like, the girls won't allow that. They will stalk them later. Georgia gets home. Mom and dad are like kind of bickery. And she just learned that Robbie's parents got divorced. That's why they moved. So now she's like all hyper aware about it. And like it's super weird at times about like her parents. But I don't know. I think her parents are cute in the movie. And I thought the dad was really cute and funny. So maybe I'm just getting old. Because I think maybe. I was like, oh, I like the dad. (laughs) (laughs) They. Um. When the same thing happens in the second book where she's worried about them, she always, like, thinks that she should, I don't know, break up her parents arguing or talk to them or, like, call her dad and warn him that the mom is, like, hanging out with a guy. Yeah. And then she just writes, like, an hour later, oh, can't be bothered. I thought that was hilarious. Book Georgia doesn't care. Movie Georgia is really upset. Yeah, she's getting really stressed out about it. There's, like, a lot of bickery going on, but... Then they kind of move on and Jazz and Tom have their date and it goes really well. She starts spending all this time with Lindsay and Robbie and Tom and kind of ditches the girls for a minute. But they go to a party. Peter assaults Georgia. Robbie seems like disappointed in her, even though she's like obviously hurt. So is Jazz. Jazz, has, Jazz, like, Jazz is a bad friend. Yeah. Well, yeah. In this moment, for sure. She's like, Georgia says she's. I've given you like three moments. (laughs) But okay, you have to prove to me that Georgia is a good friend. I think they're just pretty equally not great to each other. So it's kind of fair. I guess Georgia never gave me any moments where she wasn't a bad friend. She helped her get ready for the date and everything. I'm going to do a TED talk on this later. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to my soapbox. So many times I should have taken a tally on this, just at the times that she would interrupt Jazz and be like, God, you're so self-centered. Let me talk about myself for an hour. Jazz just never gets Jazz time. How do you even know in the book it's all a journal? Like maybe she wasn't even interrupting Jazz. She's very clear. <laughs> I didn't prep for this. I'll oh my God. You later this is like numbers. you trying to say that what's his name was mean. Charles. What's her name? Oh, Mom Calvin and Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. <laughs> also not factual. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, that whole thing happens. Then they all go to the pool together. Georgia, like, runs into them. And this, like, really es- things escalate at the pool. And I feel like one of your favorite scenes happens here. Cheeto Lakes. Yes. She decides to fake tan herself because she is a crazy person 
and she like dyes her legs orange orange and then challenges Robbie to a handstand competition because <laughs> she forgets and then he sees like her bright orange legs that she was trying to hide but he is like just totally tickled by it he, he is was, in the book too she yeah. does it not in a pool but just like out in public and he thinks it's funny he's like very amused by it I feel like I don't know if you guys can hear this, but my cat is having a coughing fit <laughs> in the background. Is that what that is? Yeah. So if that's being picked up, he's fine. We're getting him medicine. <laughs> he's just asthmatic. But anyway. <laughs> glad you clarified because I was a little concerned. Oh, my God. I couldn't tell it. Like, this was getting progressively louder. <laughs> anyway. Robbie loves the cheesy puff legs. He yes. thinks it's so funny. And he kisses her at the pool. So, mm -hmm. like, all of a sudden, they've kind of gone from, like, zero to 100. He's now cheating on his girlfriend to kiss Can I tell Georgia. you something about their kiss? Yes. Um, the two of them, I watched an interview of them talking about their kissing scenes. And the interview lady, she was like, so did you guys, like... I don't know, take a breath mint or like, what did you eat beforehand? And they were like, oh, I don't know. We're just like friends. Like we just, I think we both had curry. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Are they the same age? I will Google. I don't know. Okay. While you're finding that out, I'm going to say Georgia had another ridiculous moment knowing she's going to like same age. Find Robbie and meet them. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I feel like he does look older than her. Like one year apart, but close enough fit. Well, that's nice. Okay, now search Jazz and Tom. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Hold. Keep talking. She is going to the pool, knows she's going to run into Robbie. She wears the, like, ugliest one-piece swimsuit ever. And I'm not, like, one-pieces are fine, but this was like she was about to, like, go to a swim meet. And I just can't wrap my head around it. So sorry. Wow. We have hacker time. mode Riley trying to figure ah, out. He's only two years older than her. What? Yeah. He's 32 and she's 30. That's craziness. They're all like the same-ish age. Well, that's kind of nice. I mean, they're not, in, they're not 32. They're not 30 in the movie. That's them now, just to be yeah, clear. They're not 30-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that means they were probably like actually close to children in the movie. Anyway, whatever George is doing is obviously working. Robbie is into it, but he doesn't call her. He doesn't, like, say anything to her after. So she takes Dave the Laugh on a date to the Stiff Dylan's concert, which was a crazy choice. Yeah, I, I find Dave the Laugh so confusing because some parts of the movie he is super sweet and nice and charming to her. And then he is the guy with the Nunga Nungas line. Yeah, and I that had the forgotten that. That is in the second book, and it is not Dave. It's someone's weird older brother. I don't know why they gave that line to Dave, because I don't think it, like, fits him. It's the only thing he says that is just, like, so bizarre. I know, because I was thinking, like, I had to ignore that part. But really, I was thinking he was, like, the best option to date. He's so cute and sweet. Yeah. I really so liked nice. him. Yeah. And he was, he was like, so heartbroken. I he know. Was so sad. That's interesting that that isn't him in the book, because it did seem out of place. It was, like, just weird. So everyone knows he's talking about the sound that like boobs make, and it's a very Which there weird is scene. no sound. No, maybe he. I get. I mean, obviously he doesn't know that yet. He's yeah. done no number sevening. <laughs> no. So give him time. But he's Robbie's friend, and she just kissed Robbie, and then just brings his friend to his own concert and made like him be on stage watching her. That goes over not well. Everyone yeah. is mad at her. Yes. It like blows up with Dave. He feels hurt. Jazz told Tom why Georgia took him on a date. And that gets back to Robbie. And now Robbie, Tom, and Dave all think Georgia's a user. And then Georgia gets into a fight with Jazz, kicks her in the shins, and says Tom isn't good enough for her. And fair. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why did Jazz have to say anything to Tom? Not her best moment. Jazz has no filter. I thought yeah. you were saying fair that he's not good enough for her. No, I think Tom <laughs> is good enough for her. I meant fair that Georgia was this upset. 
I but see. everyone is not happy. Georgia is left with like nobody. But I think like Robbie did kiss and ditch her. Like everyone yeah. kind of set her up. So Georgia has like nobody for like a week. And then she apologizes to Robbie. And it turns out he broke up with Lindsay and like forgives her and everything's good. But she's going to be moving to New Zealand. She thinks she's like, I would love to date you, but not anymore. And then they kind of leave it at that. And he he calls her a Muppet and then kisses her on the head. Which like, cute. I want Aaron to call me a Muppet and then kiss me on the head. <laughs> <laughs> so he's so sweet to her and she's just constantly ridiculous. Her 15th birthday comes around. She didn't think she had like any plans. But then it turns out that her mom and Jazz surprise her with <clears> a <throat> jazz. party. Jazz. I know. Which like why does Jazz suddenly <laughs> forgive her? I guess she just like missed her. I don't know. She's a good friend. Mm. She is a good <laughs> friend in this moment. I do. I agree. They're like bad friends for each other. It's just like Jazz did like five really stupid things. It was like this what is happening is to great. you? The party is insane. There's more people at this party than I've than ever at the seen. school. Well, I don't I, understand. The club is packed. Who are these children? Yeah, it's crazy. But. Lindsay's having a bad party, so she goes to ruin Georgia's and is obnoxious, and it doesn't work. And then the Stiff Dylans perform what I will say is the greatest song ever written for a movie in oh, the history can, of anything. Can I tell you? I did a deep dive on this song. I have to yes. tell you some fun stuff because I also am obsessed with this song. Yes, it's called um, Ultraviolet for anyone who doesn't yes. know. It's on Spotify for anyone who wants because so the Stiff Dylans weren't a real band before the movie, but they put out an album and after the movie they toured for what? a few months yes they were Missed like a thing. opportunity yeah wow if we could go back in time would you go the, to a stiff dylan's concert yeah with me? oh yeah i would okay. see ultraviolet live a million times the singer is still writing songs and does some stuff but the band broke up pretty quickly after the movie but ultraviolet is actually a cover of a song <laughs> that came out in 2001 by a band called antenna it's sung mm. by a woman so picture the song with all the pronouns flipped it's a woman singing oh. it came out like in a self-released album because this band's like deal with columbia records fell through so they self-released it later i don't know how they found this song for the movie because it <laughs> are sounds they a like, british band uh i didn't say and this is all they've ever done there's just this one album and this one like title song of the album but I recommend listening. It's very different, but great. I thought this was an original Stiff Dylan's song. I, I thought so too. I uh, need to listen to the other one, but in the movie, it sounds like Robbie writes the songs. So it's implied he writes Ultraviolet for Georgia. But when they were in a fight, he said that he wrote a song <laughs> called Bitch in a Uniform. And what I wouldn't do to hear a version of that song. I wrote the same thing in my notes. I said, release this. What do you I think it sounds it. like? Can you give me your best try? Absolutely not. I'm drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly. Another time. Oh Get my me gosh. drunk, Mimi. I would hope it has hints of like, bitch better have my money. You can feel free to give us a rendition. <laughs> no, that's okay. But I thought that sounded like a banger. But, Missed opportunity. So they have this amazing party. Everything is good. Her hair looks better than it has the entire movie. Mm -hmm. I don't know what she did differently, but this was like the look. She's wearing purple, which is very cute. And then moral of the story, I think, is that to score a sex god, you've just got to be yourself. And it seemed to work. <laughs> Mor yep, that's the moral of the story. Don't you think? Yep. It did end very much on a like, don't change yourself. Or keep changing yourself because you want to. I I wrote that Georgia found self-love because a sex god likes her. That's the moral of the story to me. Is Isn't she... that just the way it goes sometimes, though? <laughs> yeah, it is. I feel like that's a sad fact of life. But Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we really left out a lot of Lindsay bullying at the end, but it's okay. Okay, I'm Lindsay sure. comes up on stage, takes the mic, tries to rally everyone against Georgia, because of what Georgia just did to her. She was picture, a cheater. Okay, picture you're Lindsay. You have a boyfriend. You have no reason 
to she doesn't like hate Georgia. She's just living her life with her boyfriend. Georgia tries to take him and then her birthday party now has no one at it. She's been broken up with and cheated on. She's at a party with no one there. And then she goes to this party because she's mad. And then her chicken cutlets get pulled out of her bra by Jazz in front of everyone, which yeah. is not okay. I <laughs> can only imagine Lindsay. that she was, like, doing other things. Like, there has to be a reason everyone else at the school was also like, oh, yeah, you're a bitch. Unless they okay. all just really like the stiff Dylan so much, which also I is fair. Oh, my God. I didn't even say the best part. He is what? performing in an Angus t-shirt. So she oh, made wanted I posters for Angus. Did not notice that. He printed it on a t-shirt. It's in like it's like pink screen printed and I need oh. one. I feel like they must sell them somewhere. Oh, I'm but sure that they're it's online. It's the somewhere. best looking thing ever. Your and next then, Christmas gift. <gasps> wow. That would be really exciting. But I also wrote all my notes in purple in honor of the song. Oh, that's cute. Thank you. I typed mine. I can I ask you a question about the movie? No, that's not what we do here. Well, are you done with your summary? <laughs> My point. Yeah. <laughs> Were you also totally um wait, where'd my note go? Oh, did the pencil test fuck you up when you were young? I was gonna ask you um if you passed I, the pencil test. Currently still cannot. And when I was a oh. little kid <laughs> When I was younger, I was like, oh, man, like, when is this ever going to happen? I'm like not grown up until this happens. So currently still a child. I guess when did how young were you when you first read them? When I read them, probably I still think 10. But then I reread them when I was older, when the movie came out Um, in the book. It's like, oh, wait, what year did the movie come out? Because I definitely I read them after uh, you know, I'm not good at time math. How so you old? were like. I was 13, 14. Oh, so, so you I were was like 12. 12. Yeah. If you saw so it right I think, when it came out. I think I didn't pass when I would have seen the movie, but now I do. I still cannot. And I remember just being like, well, in the book, she doesn't want to pass. It's like a bad thing. She would like to not pass. Oh, but in the movie, true. the movie, she really wants to. Yeah, so the I movie remember. flip it because Jazz doesn't pass, but Georgia suddenly does. Are we, so, have we even explained what this is? Do we need to? I feel like the pencil test is kind of, sort of like the, are you there, God, it's me, Margaret, that we must increase our bus thing. It's like, mm, yes, I feel yes. like everyone knows. I would think so. It's canon. Yeah. We're not going to tell you. You guys do some work, please. We can't do everything. <laughs> um, I have some movie facts for you. Starting please. with a cat fact, a promised <gasps> cat fact. Yeah. So. There, I was convinced that those cats, at least one of them, had to be a robot because yeah. the things they got that cat to do were crazy. But those were two cats named Benny and Jimmy that they oh. used one, one for stunts and one for like close up costume um, scenes. Wow. So, one, those are so the there's one athletic cats. cat and one glamour puss. Yes. And wow. they would like use pieces of chicken to get them to run around and do stunts i don't Not think there's anything i could do to make babbit control herself can you imagine my <laughs> cats are not movie star material no well this one not. cat is messing up my entire podcast was that another noise from shaggy <laughs> he's having trouble i don't know why oh he needs to be close for it oh my god <laughs> Oh, I'll well. keep talking. I'll drown him out. Okay. So the reason <laughs> the movie is called Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging, not Full Frontal. Oh, yeah. Is because they were trying to get permission um, for like location shoots in uh, Eastbourne. And there was this suspicion that they were making a porno because the Makes words sense. thong and full frontal were in there. Yeah. So yeah. they had an easier and time. Snogging. Um, they also didn't think they could get a PG rating if they kept full frontal. Full frontal is like graphic. This originally Paramount had the rights to this for like five years before they brought on their female director. Oh. And she it had been written the script by two American men, which I feel like is going to probably be a trend that we see where men just write the scripts for these teenage girl books. Mm. So she read the script and was like, no, and co-wrote it with them. So I think probably anything good in it came from her. 
Oh yeah, she I helps them say, out. I feel like I liked it better, and the movie is like there's still some iffy things, but the movie really does clean up the like yeah. shitty stuff in this book. Like, I don't know that I could, with good conscience, like recommend this book in its current state with the amount no. of like self hatred and homophobia and. I would not hand it to a child. Yeah. I don't know. But the movie, I'd be like, oh, that's fun to watch. I don't remember as much glaringly, besides the whole yeah. concept, which is, like, kind of ridiculous. But They seem a lot more innocent. Even when they're, like, stalking in the movie, it's, like, silly. I don't know if it's just, like, seeing them on screen and not being in George's head, but they seem younger in the movie. Just yeah. kind of silly and cute. That's true. And they're, like, giggling and, like, not as focused, it seems like. On this yeah. one, the book, it really is, like, the only thing on George's mind. And when they sit outside yes. Lindsay's house, they're there for, like, hours. He's and, so like, at pages. night. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I've shared most of these facts already. My last one is that Ellen and Dave's kiss at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. those two get together. That was actually the actress's first kiss ever. Oh, that's Isn't that cute. cute. Well, it seemed yeah. like she got a nice guy. Mm-hmm. That's really sweet. Yeah, I was thinking I was really excited when they kissed at the end. I think, let's see what my notes said. They let's finally see. gave I her said, a moment. Ellen and Dave the laugh. I said they snog. That was my note. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Good job, Haley. Woohoo. Wow. Um, way to go. I just found in my notes my final Lindsay comment is she's, I just want to tell you how she's described in the movie by these girls. Mm hmm. She is a, and I quote, skinny, mini, blondie, lily, booby girl with false boobs, a massive bum, and a blank personality. (laughs) Come on. The dream. (laughs) Justice for Lindsay. Okay, like, maybe she didn't have a blank personality. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the rest are fair. Ugh. Okay. Okay, I mean, I'm just like really on Georgia's side, but I I do think when you explain everything that's happened to her, that (laughs) is really sad. I think maybe if she was just more fun, Robbie would have liked her. Yeah, let's blame it on her. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely her fault. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely her fault. Oh my god, I'm the worst. Less. She should be less wet or whatever that means. Drippy idiot. More fun. I think sometimes I just get like really behind like the main character's vibes. I've been in Georgia's head too long to see it any other way. She's brainwashed me. And from a young age, this has been years I'm fighting against because I think I have seen this movie maybe 13 times. Same. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. The one time we watched it together, I'd like to tell everyone, Haley fell asleep during the Cheeto scene. It was the first time we'd watched it together. And we I both know. knew we loved it. So this scene happens and I'm cracking up and it is just like suspiciously eerily silent next to me. And I was like, this isn't funny to her. I'm so confused. I've misread the whole situation. And then I look over and she's passed out. So to my defense, it was like three in the morning. Yes. No, I'm not blaming you. I was just confused. I was glad you were sleeping and not. It would be worse if you just weren't laughing. That wouldn't be okay. Yeah. Unforgivable. I don't know. Though. I don't know if I'd be cracking up as much, though, because I hate secondhand embarrassment. It makes me so uncomfortable. So I probably you- would have just been sitting there cringing. It's like That's my fair. least favorite thing. That's why I think I don't like when she walks into the party as an olive. I'm like, oh, my God, that's the worst. But I do love watching her run home because it's just so funny. Thank you. <laughs> and it lasts forever. Yeah. It's like the whole opening credits. So at least like three minutes. I will say in addition to Ultraviolet, which is the greatest song written for a TV movie of all time, the soundtrack was great in general. There were so many. The opening for the credits had a great song. The other cover that the Stiff Dylan's played was good. They just mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park with Which, that. Which, like, Ultraviolet's so good, but they barely play any of it. Did you notice? He does, like, one yeah. verse of it. I was like, oh, I'm I not for sure that was, like, the whole thing. But I'm realizing we haven't gone over our cast. Oh, our who cast plays who? is, like, so, some hot, hot topics. Yeah. Well, I think we should note that Georgia, the girl who plays her, is named Georgia, which is amazing. Wait, that's she was so meant weird. for this. 
Yeah. She really Georgia was, grew. though. I think she is the perfect Georgia. I can't imagine her any other way. Yeah. She's um, Rupert Grint's wife in real life. Yes. Ron they Weasley. married, which is so crazy. I wonder how they met. Georgia just Nichols English and Ron stars. Weasley. I guess so. They must have just ran into each other. There's another Georgia, too. Rosie is Georgia Henshaw. Oh, I didn't know that. I like she wouldn't have been a good Georgia Nichols. She's a blondie. And then we have the ever-present, very infamous Aaron Taylor Johnson as Robbie, who has yes. only grown in fame, really. My favorite quote from him about this movie is that being called a sex god is a lot to live up to, and he had to wear a ton of makeup in this role. In the movie? Mm-hmm. Wow. He said he really? had a lot of makeup on. Yeah. The more you know. So mm-hmm. he's also in Kick-Ass. He was in Bullet Train most recently. Anna Karenina. The Avengers. I don't know where he's in that. Don't remember him in Anna Karenina either. Weird. Weird. Um, Nocturnal an- Animals. Savages. The Kingsmen. He is what? a superstar. Yeah. I've got to add some movies to my list because I don't remember him in any of these. Yes. He has two children and he's married to Sam Taylor Johnson. <laughs> Which, just do some Googling, I guess. We don't have to fully get yeah. into it. But it's weird. Just Google. Have a good time. Yeah. Have a good time. He's 32. Let's see. She's 55. Not that crazy, but then when you know the backstory, it just gets progressively crazier. I don't know that I know anybody else from this movie. No, yeah, there's no one really. Oh, Alan Davies, the dad, is like a famous man now. He's like a comedian. Oh. He is on IQ sometimes and like the show Taskmasters, I think, which are like two British shows. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can we confirm then that both of us would agree that the movie is way, 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 way better than the book? Yeah. Which is rare, but this movie is 100 times better. I don't think I'll ever read this book again, but I will definitely watch the movie every year for the rest of my life. Yeah. I will Whether I want to or books. not. Yeah. I know. I was wondering if I would like be craving like the next one or like keep reading, but I cannot. Don't. As someone who just did, I can tell you. No need. It's yeah. like and I that, said, the same thing. Bad. I, there's just something about the movie. The movie captures something so wonderful and cute and sweet and hot. Two hot boys. <laughs> it's just so much better. It's yeah. aged pretty well. I know. I don't know that there will be many movie winners, but this is definitely one of them. Yeah, I think that will not happen again for a while. Usually I like the book better. Yeah, I almost always do. But I'm wondering, too, with this one, I saw the movie first for, like, a long time. And then I read the Mm -hmm. books. So, I don't know. Maybe the movie just got that stronghold Yeah, before the book even stood a chance. Got its hooks in you. Yeah. Should we talk about what we're currently reading? Yeah. What are you reading? Right now, I am reading The Bodyguard by Catherine Center. Do you know that author? Mm-mm. It's Can new. You flash it that out. I will. Cover at me. It is the slowest slow burn to ever have slow burned. Oh, God. Yeah. Let's see. I'm on page. I am on page 221. Not even a kiss. Ooh, Nor I, any like explanation. No. Arm around. Where are you on the scale? So it's <laughs> zero. Like, I am. Not anywhere close to four. They have not had three minutes, no breath kiss. But wow. um, so they're doing like a fake boyfriend situation. Oh, okay. Fake boyfriend, girlfriend. So there's been like fake kisses and like cuddles and handholds, but nothing for real and no mm. real like declarations of love or anything like that to each other. I don't know. I thought maybe yeah. this would be a bit spicier and I've really just been trucking Maybe along the last like 20 pages we'll just we're really getting close i don't know but i've been doing a weird thing of mixing reading with like the youtube audiobook it's just a lot 
I feel like at any given moment, it is being like what is being inputted into my brain, whether it's words or audio. Yeah. So I'm speeding through it, but it's just like it's one person doing the audiobook too. And she changes her voice. She talks like this for the guy and she sounds like Elizabeth Holmes. It's very funny that you say that because the book I just finished that I was going to talk about is about an audiobook narrator who falls in love with another audiobook narrator and they narrate romance books it's called thank you for listening and it was really 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 cute Wait, so it's a guy and a girl yeah that's cute and he like so they would narrate the same audiobook yeah they like team up they don't know who they are they're sort of doing it remotely at first um it made me cry it was just really 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 sweet and i don't like gravitate or usually love a romance book but this one was pretty perfect i'll have to try it that sounds more my alley julia whelan ah yeah i i typically like like the emily henry like romancy book things so i had high hopes for this one and it had to be bad but she narrates those books yeah so if you've ever (laughs) listened to those this is this is the woman that's fun yeah wow fun fact yeah, so slow, slow burn. So if you're into that, then try the bodyguard. But if you're not, I would say thank keep you it for to listening the side. instead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that one steamier? Um, I guess you're reading yeah. romance novels, so maybe. Yeah, that's fun. It was. I definitely wasn't on page 100 and wherever you are with nothing. So Woo-hoo. what are we reading next in the world of YA? We are reading the Kissing Booth by Beth Rekels, the Wattpad sensation. <laughs> Your number, <laughs> enemy number one. I was so pissed at her when I was a kid because I wanted to be a Wattpad sensation, but we can get into that. Were you writing time. on Wattpad? I need to know a little I, right now. I was after that. I was um, like, too little, I'm too late. Missed opportunity. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. I, Me too. I remember liking that book. Yeah. Jeez. We're going to start with the first one. Jerry's still out on how we will when and how we will do the rest but we're starting with number one next true time. yeah so you have two weeks to read and watch the movie if you guys want to keep up with us yes and we will post updates on our instagram where yes. you can follow us at movies better yeah right and it's the yeah right is spelled like y-a and w-r-i-t-e like with a pencil yes and then movies and better are spelled the way you think they are Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to explain that every time. Hopefully better I think, at some point. <laughs> no, I like explaining it in that order. I think that was really clear and easy. <laughs> Nailed it. Woohoo. Well, we're excited to have you listen next time. We'll yes. see you there. 